I think you know what time it is. Yes, it's that time when all the savvy podcasters group up and form Napod Pomo. Do you have your story ready? I'm ready. Let's get into this. Napod Pomo, let's go. It is day six of this Napod Pomo challenge. Let's get right into it. Comedy is number one in podcasting. According to podnews.net, written September 1st, 2022, comedy is the number one podcast genre in the U.S. According to Edison Podcast Matrix, the data is for the 12 months ending June 30th, news is number two, and the top five were unchanged. So let's hop over to that article on Edison Podcast Research. And it says, Comedy tops the podcast genre charts in the U.S. for Q2 2022. Edison Research announces the top podcast genre in the U.S. for Q2 22, and comedy once again takes the top spot as the genre consumed by most weekly podcast listeners. The list ranks the most popular podcast genres based on audience size from Edison Podcast Matrix. They list the top 10. Number one, comedy. Number two, news. Number three, society and culture. Number four, true crime. Number five, sports. Number six, business. That is up from number seven in Q122. And followed by number seven, ads, which is also up from number eight in Q122. Number eight is TV and film. It is down from number six in Q122. Number nine, education. It is up from number 10 in Q1 2022. And finally, number 10, religion and spirituality. Down from number nine in Q1 2022. Now, my personal opinion with this is I don't like how comedy is always on number one. I love comedy, don't get me wrong. But my reasoning behind this is, as a new podcaster, I had no idea that I could choose what genre I wanted to place my podcast under. And I wonder how many of those podcasters just don't realize that and they leave the default in and it is usually comedy. So that's my own observation. I would like to know what you think about it. But it appears to me comedy is always number one and there's got to be something to that. Do people just consume comedy more? Or is it because of that 
newbie podcaster not knowing he should place his podcast under a certain genre. It's an interesting thing, and it always makes me wonder. So let's go on over to podchaser.com and chase down us a podcaster. Well, the name alone gets this podcast picked. However, the name is great, but the content is also so fulfilling. There Might Be Cupcakes podcast is a weekly book, horror, and literature podcast featuring Carla Pettigrew Huffstedler. Carla is a book dragon, a 50-something with psychology and counseling degrees with post-grad work in grief loss, trauma, sex crimes, and forensic anthropology, a woman who has lived in three haunted houses, a former freelance journalist and counselor who is never bored, a disabled introvert who sees connections everywhere, like John Nash, only less mathy, a knitting frigid who loves horror movies with a skewed passion, like one of her heroes, Harriet the Spy. She wants to learn everything and write it down in her commonplace book. Join her and sometimes her friend in her strange library as she identifies everything from unused angels. It's going to get weird in the best way. Let's play. The podcast is hosted by Spreaker. The podcast is active. It started April 29th, 2017, and the last episode was September 23rd, 2022. The release period is weekly, and there is a whopping 89 episodes. Average episode length is 34 minutes. Explicit, no. Order is episodic, and the language is English. I will share the link in the show notes. Our upcoming episode, airing January 11th, 2023, is with Bo Bissett. Bo is an awesome individual, and he has come up with the Amo Breath technique. This is a very interesting and very enlightening interview that I did with Bo, and I'm sure you're going to love it. Let's listen into just a little portion of my interview with Bo. Yeah, facing ourselves, that's one of the hardest things we'll ever have to do. And defining our trigger points, sometimes that's a deep dive into that subconscious realm that you spoke of. That's that's deep NLP work right there. And mm -hmm. that that can change people's lives if they actually tune into those distractions that keep popping up out of nowhere for no exactly. reason, really, that we can identify in the now. But with that deep dive work, you can always find those trigger points that's really draining your energy away from you. Exactly. Uh, you, you, you tout that 
how, how do you say it? Let me let me get this right. Meditation is a waste of time. Can you explain why, please? Yeah, um, actually, I don't I don't feel that meditation is a waste of time. I feel that um, it takes too long. Like um, I use that hashtag. On oh, the website. Right. Yeah. Meditation takes too long because. Um, yeah, it does. I mean, meditation is, you know, closing, you know, uh, quieting your mind, being present, right? But, you know, if you're using that to go within and find your, you know, and find the things that your, your quote unquote demons, right? These emotions that you program that are, that are keeping you stuck um, and, and frustrated and, 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 and yeah. If you're using that, then yeah, just sitting there trying to sort through, you know, the the you know, the menagerie of emotions and everything else while you're trying to swat away your thoughts and like it just it takes too long. I mean, it can take people decades to like find their inner peace. With this work, it's like uh, it's really searching. I, I don't like to say search and destroy. It's more like search and re, uh, remove. Um, because with with muscle testing we go in and we we establish communication with the body and we start asking questions right and we start finding um with muscle testing um self-muscle testing i use my left hand as my control hand and i make a ring ring with the left hand and i'm right-handed so so my testing hand is my right hand and i make a ring with my pinky finger and my thumb like that to make two interlocking loops like that right and when 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 you ask a question with a yes answer then the rings stay locked right if uh you ask a question and the answer is no then the ring should should break right um they did studies in muscle testing decades ago and basically the um with this one of the first ways that they started muscle testing was with two people and uh, one individual starts with uh, stands with their hand extended and the uh, testing uh, individual stands behind them or beside them, whatever, and, and he places a few fingers on their uh, arm. And with a when asking a question, the, the testing individual pushes down the arm and the uh, with a yes, the arm stays extended with a no, the, the muscle drops because the body can't hold a falsehood and keep that muscle tight at the same time. So that's where mu uh, muscle testing came from. Um, then when I first learned about muscle testing, I was like, uh, I don't know, it's a cool party trick, but I don't really see any use for it in my personal life because I, I like doing stuff on my own. When I found out about self-muscle testing, that was a game changer for me because it really, like I said, it it's helped me establish communication with my body. As I can go in and find out, you know, what emotions do I have attached to um, attached to me going away this weekend? All right, um, is uh, and then I go through and I use the meridian chart and I find the emotions that uh, by asking yes and no questions. Is it uh, is it fire, earth, metal, water? Okay, water is it bladder or kidney? All right, it breaks on kidney and then uh, I can test all the emotions that are listed in that kidney. Um, so it's a uh, fear, dread, anxiety. Okay, anxiety. So then I can release. I can release the emotions based on the the release point for the kidneys is right below the collarbone. Um, then I connect with it, and then use the the pranayamic breath that I told you about, which is I call the Amo breath. Um, it's a three part breath where we actually 
uh, use visualization, but then also um, some physical humming as well that stimulates the vagus nerve and helps the helps us emotionally reset. And um, so, yeah, I mean, just going in and finding these emotions that could, like I said, we're emotional beings and we're constantly using emotions to dictate you know, the our reactions to the world. And uh, a lot of them are programmed emotions that we installed as, as children. And now decades later are dictating, you know, how we react around uh, everything, the things that we encounter in life. So, and they really, really restrict us and our experience here. You know, that's why we're so, you know, so many of us are routine. You know, we get stuck in these routines. It's not because the, you know, it's not because we're lazy. It's because the subconscious is a, in a majorly efficient entity. And, you know, aside from, you know, programming these emotions, the subconscious is in control of, you know, the, keeping the heart beating, the lungs pumping, the, the metabolism going, the hormones running, like everything inside your body is the domain of the subconscious. So anything that happens on the outside, it's like, all right, well, you, uh, when you were a kid, you did this and this, you reacted this way. So that's the way we're going to play it again. And so to get out of that, you know, as when you're a kid, your subconscious is basically like stamping a record, you know, of your emotional responses. And then once that uh, record is stamped, then, you know, then it can just play that same record for, for eternity, not eternity, but for as long as we're here, right? And so, yeah, we just, that's, that's pretty much how we're stamped and we're stuck. We're stuck in those, stuck in those same patterns. I'm going to share the links for Bo in the show notes. Make sure you go over there and give him a lot of love. He's a great individual trying to change the world. Thank you, Bo. My thought for today deals with daylight savings time. I'm just wondering do we really need this anymore in our lives? I challenge you to go look at the history of it. And you tell me, do we still need daylight savings time? I don't know. But I do know I'll see you tomorrow right here on the Pod Pomo Challenge. Mm-hmm.